Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 19, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. I started the year with the miracles of Jesus. Now I'm teaching on the parables of Jesus. And right now we're studying the parable of the talents. Actually, we already studied the whole parable. We're wrapping it up. This is the recap. This is recap number two. The title of today's message is Pearls from the Parables, part 60. We've been studying the parables for 12 solid weeks now. And the title of today's message is the parable of the talents, recap number two. What we're going to do is go back to the parable of the talents as we're winding it down. And we're going to seek to glean some golden nuggets from this parable. I want you to open up your heart to receive. All right, so let's get into it. Before we get into the parable, um, I want to look at a scripture, Psalms 126 and verse 4, the Bible says, this is a scripture we've been looking at all year. At our church, we believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. So this is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us into dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. We don't want any area of your life to dry up and dissipate. Any area of your life that's dried up, this is a season for the Lord to give you a fresh wind, a fresh fire, a fresh anointing. Say amen to that. So Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 14, dropping all the way down to verse 30. This is a, a parable we've been looking at for weeks, and this is what the Bible says. Jesus said, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a wealthy man who was about to go on a journey. Before he left, he, he gathered three of his servants together. He picked these three servants. He saw something in them that they probably didn't even see in themselves. And he gave them talents according to their ability to manage. To one, he gave five talents of gold, to another two, to another one. And so he knew what they were capable of handling. So he gave it to them in a way to where they were set up for success. And he left. The Bible says immediately, the guy with five talents immediately went out and doubled the money. The guy with two talents went out and doubled the money. The guy with one talent did nothing. He dug a hole and buried the talent and said, I'm not going to do anything with it. That was his attitude. After a long time, the Bible says that the master came back. And when he came back, he came back to settle accounts. And guess what? Jesus is coming back. He's been gone a long time, but one day he's going to come back. And when he comes back, he wants to settle accounts. He wants to know, what did you do with what I gave you? So when he came back, the guy with five talents, he came to him. He was like, oh my God, oh, look at this. Look at this. I doubled the money. Like, I mean, like he was surprised. He was like, look at what I was able to do. Like he, he was blown away himself. He's like, I doubled the money. Your money, like you, this is what you do. And, and you saw something in me and, and I was able to do it. You know, look. And so he was like, okay, yes. Well done, that good and faithful servant. He said, actually, uh, you don't even know what I'm about to do for you. Like, I mean, you managed that part well. And because you've been faithful over little, I'm about to give you much. And to now to the joy of the Lord, I'm about to bless you real good. Put in the chat, say, God is about to bless me real good, all right? The guy with two talents said, hey, I doubled the money too. He said, don't worry, I got you. Same blessing. No, I got you. You've been faithful over little. I'm about to give you charge over much. You are a good and faithful steward. You've been loyal. You've been faithful. Enter now into the joy of the Lord, my joy. The guy with one says, hey, you know what? I didn't do anything with your money because I know that you 
are a shrewd businessman and you reap what you haven't sown and you get rich off of the backs of other people. So I did nothing with your money. I buried it here. Now that you're back, I don't even want to take it. It's yours. And the master said, dog, if you knew that I was a shrewd businessman, at least you could have put it in the bank and got some interest. But you did nothing. You've been faithful. I mean, you've been lazy, unfaithful, and unloyal. So he says, you know what? Even the, the little in, in my kingdom, the way that my kingdom works, is those that have a lot, when they, they show that they can manage it, I'm going to keep giving them more. God, I, I'll just keep piling on on the people that have a lot because they can manage it. So I'm going to take the, the one that you have, and I'm going to give it to the guy that has 10. And in my kingdom, those that have little, even the little that they have will be taken from them if they don't manage it well. He said to the other servants, take this man away from me, throw him into the utter darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So what does this mean for you today by way of a recap? We've, we've gone through the whole parable. I have two major points to share with you this morning. And as I go through these two points, I want you to open up your heart to receive. You ready? Two things. Number one, here we go. You must be willing to put in the work. Say, I am willing to put in the work. Put in the chat, I am willing to put in the work. You know what? If you want to be used of God, you're going to have to be willing to put in the work. Oh, Brother Pena, God can use anybody. God used a donkey. Oh yeah, you're right. He used a donkey, but he only used them once. <laughs> like if I want, if you want to be a candidate to be used of God on a consistent basis, you're going to have to be willing to put in the work. God is not in the business of rewarding laziness. You're going to have to be willing to put in the work. People, here's some things I'm going to give you from this first point. Actually, I got multiple sub points. A, people who are willing to put in the work do not procrastinate. What I love about the, the guy with the five talents the Bible says, as soon as the master left, immediately he went out and doubled the money. Now, these words are not in the Bible by happenstance. The word immediately is there for a reason. As soon as the master left, immediately he went out and doubled the money. He did not procrastinate. He put the money to work immediately. Like, I mean, like he went out, he didn't waste any time. He wanted to make the most of the opportunity that he was entrusted with. He was willing to put in the work. I've told you many times, this is B, God can do more with you once you get started. I'm convinced that if it were today, 2023, if this parable were to play out today in 2023 and God doles out uh, financial stewardship responsibilities to three people in 2023, I'm convinced that at least one of them would have been like, hmm, hold on, let me study the problem first. <laughs> What am I going to do? Like you, you ever met somebody that always wants to study the problem first and, and it's like paralysis by analysis. And, and so, so they're there and they want to study everything and, and they, they're going to hypothesize and strategize and analyze and theorize and they got to study the problem. They got to figure it out. They got to have everything organized. They got to have a good plan. They got, like you ever met somebody like that? And so, so I'm convinced that God can do more with you once you get started. Like at the end of the day, you can hypothesize and strategize and theorize and analyze all you want, but at some point you're going to have to get started. Have you ever met somebody like in the South? I know a lot of people that are watching live in the country be below the Mason-Dixon line. And in the South, people say, oh, that they fixing to do something or they finna do something. And have you ever met somebody that's always finna do something, but they don't do it? 
they they're always fit to do it, but they don't they they don't get around to doing it because they're studying it, they're preparing for it, they're thinking about it, they're getting it ready. They ooh, 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 and I'm convinced that God can just do more with you once you get started. Like at the end of the day, if you want to, this guy immediately he didn't know what he was gonna do with the money. I mean, he didn't know how he was gonna double the money, but immediately he went out. He said, "This is an opportunity." Uh, the the master, he's a money man. He double he has all this money. He put some of that money in my. I don't know how we're gonna do this thing, but he saw something in me. Maybe I don't see myself. I'm not going to procrastinate. He immediately went out. At some point, you're going to have to go out there and do something. Say, put this in the chat, say faith is an action word. At some point, you got to get past procrastination. See, the grace of God will empower you to do what you can never do without God. See, once you get out there uh, and now you're out there, what I call beyond the faith line, like, you know, now you've crossed out there where, uh oh, now I'm out here where I'm like, oh God, I can't tell you how many times I've been out here where you cross the faith line and now you're like, oh, God, if you don't show up, this can't get done. Oh my God. Like you're out there like, oh, God, I need you now. Like, I mean, like I, I, I'm, I'm out here like, oh, I'm, I'm punching beyond my weight. Now, you know, like, oh, now I'm out here. I'm beyond my education and experience. I, I'm beyond my comfort zone. This is not something I've ever done before. The, the connotation is they, these guys had never doubled money like this before. So you're out here where you, you're like, oh, I'm out here where I need you. God, if you don't show up, <laughs> this thing can't get done. You ever, you ever been there? I've been there a lot of times, many times. I'm, I'm in one of those situations right now. And so you're like, come on, God, I need you. I need you to do what you can do. And, and you will be amazed that when you're out there beyond your education, when you're out there beyond your experience, when you're out there beyond your past performance, when you're out there beyond what you're comfortable of doing, and you're out there and now it's like, okay, God, I need you to do something, the grace of God, where your ability ends the grace of God can kick in and God will give you the power, the ability to do what you can never do without him. It is the grace of God. The grace of God can kick in and empower you beyond your ability. And, and so you don't want to live as a mere man. You don't want to just be confined to the limits of this present world. You don't want to just be confined, confined to the limits of what you can do. No, you want to be out there. And God loves it, by the way. God loves it when you are out there so far to where you're like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing, but God, you told me to do it. So I'm out here. Come on, let's go. Uh, okay. Let's go. I'm doing it, but I need you to kick in. I don't know what's about to happen, but I need you to do this thing. God loves it when you're in that position because in that position, it's called faith. You are living by faith. You're not living by what you see. You're not living by what you know. You're not living by your education, what you were trained to do. You're not living by your experience, what you learned over time. You are living by faith. You are living by a word from God. You are living by something that came from God. The master saw something in them and said, I'm about to give you some stuff. Here's an assignment. Here's the money, do something with it. And he left. And they were like, oh, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. But he saw something in me that I don't see in myself. Let me go do something with this thing. See, God, when you get out there so far that you're beyond your education and you're beyond your experience, John 14 to 10 kicks in. It's the father who lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. I've been out there many, many, many times. And that's the life of faith. And it's also the grace life. So put it in the chat, say, that's how I live. D, if you're willing to put in the work by faith, then you will tap into God's grace and you will be amazed by the results. The connotation of the parable is this. As I read the parable, as I read it, the connotation is this. When the, when, when the master comes back and the guy with five, the guy with two said, oh, look, we doubled your money. To me, they were surprised. 
They, they, they were like, oh my God, we, 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 look at this. Like, like you do money. That's what you do. Like in this, in this parable, like you, you're, you're like a money man and you gave us money and you saw something in us. You saw, you saw in us something. You already know how to do this. I don't know how to do this, but you saw some, something in us that you thought that I could do what you do. And so you gave me the opportunity to do what you do. And guess what? I did it. And now I know something about me that I didn't even know. I believe about me what you believe about me. And, and guess what? I got a hundred percent return on your investment. You were gone. You gave me five. Here's 10. The guy says, you gave me two. Here's four. And, and it was like, they were amazed. Look, master, we doubled your money. See, listen, you will be amazed at what you can do when you tap into the grace of God. You will be amazed at what you can accomplish when you stop, try, stop trying to do it by yourself. When you will be amazed at what you, uh, you can accomplish when you stop living by just your power, your ability, your strength. I can't tell you how many times. <laughs> in corporate America and in the military. I'll use the military as an example. I can't tell you how many times the Lord was leading me to do something that that I did not have the right to do. It was very uncomfortable. <laughs> like it was like the Lord would tell me to go ask for something. Uh, the Lord would go tell me to ask for or, or operate on a level that I clearly did not have the right to do. And, 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 and the Lord was like, no, I want you to do it. And, 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 uh, and I would just have to ask for it. And uh, I'll give you I'll give you an example, uh, a real quick one. It's not in my notes. I remember um, I was the JNN project officer for the Army at Fort uh, Fort Gordon, Georgia. From 2004 to 2006, I was the JNN project officer for the Army, and we had fielded JNN, um, and we fielded um, this joint network node, uh, a, a satellite terminal, and, and this communications equipment, and we had fielded uh, four divisions. By the time that we realized that we needed to build a training hub in the United States. And so we, we was like, you know, at some point we need to have a permanent training facility in the United States to cover CONUS, Hawaii, and Alaska. And so we developed a plan that we needed a training hub. We communicate this to General Boutel at the time, was the Army CIO G6. And General Boutel was like, okay, fine. He was gonna come up with the money and we were doing all of this stuff. And then I was in several meetings where we were talking. I was a CW3 at the time, Chief Warrant Officer 3. And I'm in a meeting, uh, multiple meetings where we were talking about like, who's going to run this thing? And they were like, okay, well, based on this, you know, it was going to take like 46 contractors to run it. No military. It was all contractors. This but a bunch of money and blah, blah, blah. And they said, okay, well, uh, we think a lieutenant colonel should do it. And so they were like trying to find a lieutenant colonel. And they, uh, the team was going round and round, like what lieutenant colonel could do this job and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm in a meeting and the Holy Spirit says, tell them you can do it. <laughs> and I'm a CW3 and they're asking for lieutenant colonel, right? And so uh, I'm, I'm in a meeting and, and the Holy Spirit says, tell them you can do it. And, um, and I'm like, oh man, come on, for real? And the Lord is like, yeah, tell them you could do it. I want you to do it. And I'm like, oh man. And so, so now I'm in the meeting and, and they're, going, they're going through names. What about this guy? What about that guy? Blah, blah, blah. And then I just spoke up and I said, um, what about me? I could do it. And they said, what? And I said, <clears throat> what about me? Uh, I could do it. Uh, I don't, I, I don't think, I don't know of anybody that can, that knows more about this than me. Why don't, why don't I do it? And, and you could hear like the pin drop for a minute, right? It was one of those like, dog, should we let Rick down now? Like, should we be honest with Rick and say, no, Rick, that's a dumb idea or no, Rick, you can't do it, whatever. So after like this awkward silence, my boss, his name was Tim Day at the time. He was a colonel. 
Tim Day said, man, that's a good idea. All right, long story short, I wound up doing it. Uh, uh, and, and I could tell you that story over and over and over again. But it was, it was awkward, right? Because I had to launch out. Like, what they were asking for, it wasn't me. What they were saying the requirement was, was way beyond where I was in my career. And God said, no, I want you to do it. And so you have to have the faith to kick in. And, and, and I did it. And I did it by the grace of God. I did an excellent job. It was one of the greatest jobs I had in the military. It was great. But I had to have the faith to tap into, into the grace to go do it. Like, like you have, the guy was like, I am amazed. It's like, I doubled your money. You have to, listen, you will be amazed at what you can do if you're willing to launch out in faith. Like, like you got to live by faith. Say, I am the just and I live by faith. E, last one for, for this first point. If you're not willing to put in the work, you're going to miss out on God's best. Let me be clear about something. If you're not willing to put in the work, you're going to miss out on God's best. Listen, prepared blessings come to prepare people. Put that in the chat. Prepared blessings come to prepare people. God will not reward laziness. The unfaithful steward missed out, flat out. He missed out on his opportunity to, to, to be blessed. He missed out. Two out of the three got the blessing. He did not. He did not get the blessing. Let's be clear about this. God did not reward laziness. Let's be clear about this. He was thrown out of the situation. He was cast into dark. He missed out on it. You will miss out on your blessing if you're not willing to put in the work. When I got over there to the battle lab, I, there was a lot of work for me to do. Every one of those positions that God said, I got you, go do this. You have the grace for it. That doesn't mean I didn't have to do the work for it though. Doggone it. I mean, I had the grace to go do the work. I wasn't working for grace, but I was working by grace. Put that in the chat. There's a revelation of a difference. Put in the chat. I don't work for grace. I work by grace. I'm working by the grace of God. I am empowered to do what God has called me to do. And the grace of God is on me to do it. And so you have to go put in the work. Say, I am willing to put in the work. Here's some things you can glean from this first point. God sees things in you that you don't see in yourself. God will give you assignments and the grace to do it, but you have to have the faith to accept it. And if you're too lazy to put in the work, you're going to miss out on God's best. There are many people, believers that love God, that miss out on opportunities because the opportunities come wrapped up in something that looks like work and they're too lazy to do the work. And so as believers, we got to put in the work. Say, I'm going to put in the work. You got it? Number two, I only, took, I only have two points for today. Your mindset matters in stewardship and in life. Your mindset, it does matter in stewardship and in life. Let me run through a bunch of these real quick. A, a positive faith-based mindset is going to propel you into action. Remember, faith is an action word. The steward with five talents immediately, immediately, as soon as the master was gone, he launched into action. When you have a positive faith-based mindset, you're going to go out there and you're going to go do some stuff. Why? Because Proverbs 4 and 23 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Like, like your, your thoughts control your life. Like you got, you have to go out there and go do it. You have to go do what God has called you to do, but you, you're never going to go do it if you can't see it. You have to think the way that God wants you to think so you can perform the way that God wants you to perform. A fear-based mindset will lead to inaction and laziness. The unfaithful steward he was operating in fear. This guy, he wants to get rich off of me. This guy wants to reap what he hasn't sown. This guy is trying to get something from me. This guy's not trying to get something to me. He had the wrong perspective of the master. And when you, fear is an incapacitating force. When you live by fear, you will be stifled. You will be locked up in fear. You will be incapacitated. You won't do anything if you live by fear. But when you live by faith, you're out there and you're doing stuff and you're living by faith and you're attempting to do things that you have never done and you're experiencing things that you will never experience. See, you got to renew your mind to think like God. You, if you renew your mind to think like God, you will unlock your God-given potential. Put in the chat, I, I will unlock 
my God-given potential. There's some things that God has placed in me. These are God-given things. There's a grace on me to do what God has called me to do. And I got to renew my mind to unlock that God-given potential. I need to believe what God believes about me. I need to see what God sees in me. I need to base my opinion of me on God's opinion of me. The guy with the five talents, the guy with the two talents, they were like, oh my God, he sees something in us that we don't see in ourselves. They launched out and they did it. D, your mindset will determine your level of stewardship. Like, like your mindset is going to determine your level of stewardship. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm not just talking about giving money, but that's included too. But, but what I'm saying is you will never be a faithful steward if your mindset is wrong. You, you gotta, you gotta see yourself uh, as God's steward to where God owns everything, including me. God, you're the owner. You own everything, including my life. My life is not my own. And so if I'm looking at God as the author and the finisher, the creator and the sustainer of my life, if I'm looking at God as the owner of everything everywhere, then I can go to God and be like, okay, what do you want to do with my life in this season? And so I have the right mindset, your mindset. Now, if you think that you're in charge of your own life, if you think that you're big, bad, and bold, if you think that you're the author and the finisher of your own, the creator of your own destiny, then no, God is not going to be part of that. And so you you won't even get God involved. So your mindset is going to determine your level of stewardship. You will never be a steward of your life if you think that you're in charge. E, last point. I think I have two more uh, for today. A kingdom mindset focuses on eternal impact. Say this. Say, I make an eternal impact. I'm I'm legacy-minded. God God is legacy-minded. God God is thinking about you, your children, and your children's children. I mean, when you have a, a kingdom mindset, you're thinking about you and the next generation and the generation after that. Uh, you are legacy minded. You're thinking, you are thinking of an eternal return. And when you, when you think of an eternal return, you live your life not saying what's in it for me. You live your life saying, okay, Lord, watch this. I enter every day saying, Lord, how can you use me for your glory? How can you use me for your glory? Put in the chat. Say that. How can you use me for your Lord? I want to know how you can use me today, this Tuesday morning. How can you use me for your glory? Because I'm thinking eternally. I'm thinking of this life and the life to come. Say amen to that. And then F, last point, your mindset affects your ability to embrace God's grace. I had a lot today, so I have to get through this fast. But your mindset will impact and affect your ability to embrace the grace of God. Listen, your mindset can either open you up to the grace of God or it's going to close you to it. You have to see yourself the way that God sees you. You have to embrace the grace to do what you can never do without God. That's the only way you're going to get past your education and past your experience. Your education, which you've been trained to do, your experience, which you have, which you've already built up over time, you can get past all of that if you embrace the grace of God. So have the right mindset. A kingdom mindset will not only improve your level of stewardship, but it's going to improve your life. You are a steward. You are part of a kingdom. Your daddy is the king. He owns everything. When you, when you have that mindset and you enter into every day, you don't see anything as something that's bigger than you. There's nothing you can't do. There's nothing you can't accomplish because God is on you, in you, with you, and for you. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I'm willing to put in the work. I will not procrastinate. I will act immediately on what you tell me to do. I refuse to suffer 
from analysis paralysis. I take action today. I believe your grace is on me to do what I could never do without you. So I'm stepping out in faith, beyond my education, beyond my experience, trusting that your grace is going to kick in. I am amazed by the results when I work by faith and I tap into your grace. I refuse to miss out on your best because of laziness or fear. Prepared blessings come to prepared people. And I am prepared, Father. So my mind is renewed to see opportunities and not obstacles. I make a kingdom impact that outlives me. And living with this mindset, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox for free. Sign up, get the notes, you get it for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. If you're not a subscribed to the YouTube channel, hit the, hit the bell icon, hit uh, like and subscribe so you can get these messages. Listen, walk into this day knowing that greater is coming for you. Do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.